Hello, you're listening to Wolves Radio and today we're going to be talking all of the things that have happened at Wolves in the past week with me, Gemma Frith and club commentator Mikey Burrows. Mikey, it's been two weeks since our last first game but plenty happened in that time in between so we have so much to discuss, plus Burnley as well. There was open training at Molyneux, the women played at Molyneux, the under-23s have played at Molyneux. Um, Yeah, it's been a hell of a two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, there's been an awful lot of football, Jim. Uh, some of it good, some of it not quite so good. Uh, we'll get into some of that in just a moment. But yeah, you know, mixed fortunes uh, for some of our teams. But, you know, for some of them, they've had a genuinely wonderful couple of weeks and it will be really nice to kind of celebrate those. And uh, at the end of the season, you know, when when we look back on the campaign and, and it's quite right that the longer that we've been doing this Wolves Weekly, that we've mm. kind of moved away from just focusing on the first team yeah. to try and encapsulate everything that goes on at the football club. And there have been some great success stories this year, uh, not least in the last couple of weeks. I mean, maybe we should just start with the women because that was the absolute <laughs> yeah. highlight of the last couple of weeks let's for me. Let's do that. I mean, I was going to say let's start with the the lows and move on, but I think maybe yeah. let's let's do a... Um, I don't know what the polite way of saying it is. Uh, uh, a sandwich with some good stuff, some bad stuff, and some good stuff. <laughs> we'll start. We'll start with Wolves women, um, who I'm sure by now you are aware have been crowned the league champions of the Northern Premier Division, which is absolutely incredible. We saw it coming quite a long way off. They've been doing so well this season, but as we've said time and time again on this podcast, it's always been focusing on the next match, the next match. But finally, they have done it. They've secured it. Absolutely huge, huge achievement. They got to lift the trophy here at Molyneux, and they played Brickhouse Town. It was an incredible night shared with 2,477 fans who are in attendance, which is the highest ever attendance for a Wolves women game, which is really, really special. And after the game, Mikey, it was absolutely fantastic. The The women came out with loads and loads of different shirts and, and Sharpies, and they were going around signing absolutely everything for all of these young girls who were queued up all the way along the side of the Billy Wright. And it was just really, really special and just sort of goes to show the impacts of such a huge achievement like this is actually having out in the community on, on, on so many young girls so it's been such a special couple of weeks of Wolves women they've only got one more league fixture to come now which is going to be on Sunday against Loughborough Lightning but there are some big matches still on the horizon for them um, they've got the County Cup final against West Brom a Black Country Derby Cup final let me say that twice for, for emphasis <laughs> uh, which is going to be uh, on the 11th of May Wednesday the 11th of May at 7.30pm at the Banks' Stadium um, tickets are on sale via the Birmingham FA website and Wolves Women also tweeted the link if it's if it's easier for you to find it via Twitter. Um, adults are going to be £5, concessions £2, or you can also purchase on the turnstiles on the night. A really huge special evening and, of course, another Black Country Derby. And Wolves Women have done really well in Black Country Derbies this season, so fingers crossed they can potentially get their hands on another trophy. Um, and then yesterday, I mean, we're recording this on Tuesday, so on Monday the, the 25th, um, the... Tickets were released for that all-important promotion playoff final, which we are all very aware is coming up quite quickly now. It's going to be on Saturday, the 21st of May, which is the day before the first team, the men's first team's last day game of the season away at Liverpool. So it's going to be a really, really big weekend for Wolves. Um, and it's going to be away at Stockport County. And last week, Southampton won the Southern League. So we know now that we're going to be going head-to-head with them for that one promotion spot into the championship 
both teams Southampton have had an incredible season as well they've been working hard for a number of years so it, it really is going to be a huge huge game you can't call it um, Anna Price a couple of weeks ago was saying how going into that game you know we're not the favourites Southampton have been in this position several seasons now and um we're definitely going to be sort of going in as the underdogs but in a way that's kind of good you know the pressure's going to be off you know it's it's just so hard to call but a really really special day and if you can make sure you get tickets and come and come and cheer them on for the for the biggest match of the Wolves and Men calendar that we've had in several seasons it's genuinely a, a wonderful success story for mm. for all the hard work that's gone on behind the scenes the way that the women's department have been brought under the under the umbrella of the academy and fully yeah. integrated into everything and and over the last couple of years you've seen this real step forwards led by Dan McNamara in mm. terms of on the pitch and and their recruitment has been absolutely superb i've mentioned this a number of times that they massively benefited from Coventry United going professional and a number of the players who had lives, they had normal jobs, they didn't want to give up and, and take that gamble of becoming a professional women's player that they then kind of came and played for Wolves, so, you know, a good mm-hmm. group of them, they knew each other really well but not just that, you know, they picked up players from uh, other teams in the Midlands and also, you know, more recently teams down what used to be called Yeovil uh, you know, so they've they've brought they've yeah. yeah they've looked around, they've found good players, and they've developed the players they already had. The, you know, there are local success stories in amongst it, and it's genuinely like we, obviously we broadcast the the Sheffield game when the title was secured, and it was such a strange game, Jim, because you know they, there was such a golfing class, and uh, and. Uh, on and off the pitch, and I, I, I don't want to go too hard on Sheffield, but you know they they came with one substitute. Oh my you know, that, that was the situation that they found themselves yeah. in. And look, and we don't know the ins and outs of, of what's going on, and it is hard mm. because you know you're trying to get players who, are, say, are not professional and have sit- other life situations. But the way that Wolves have operated, the way they've put everything together, from the moment that game kicked off, you just knew they're not going to let this slip. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get away from this. <laughs> and once they got in front, it was simply a case of, okay, job done. Now let's enjoy it. And I say you were there at the game at Molyneux a couple yeah. of days later. Um, I say when when we were there at Castlecroft, uh, you're right. The the signs of people and what really struck me actually was the amount of people in the crowd who had bought replica shirts, but they were the women's version of the replica shirts, and yeah. they had women's players' names on the back of those shirts. And you know, they, this is not just little girls either. This is you know, this is grown men that are lending their support in a real tangible way. Mm. That's a, as just say a wonderful, wonderful story. And I know you followed it a lot closer than I have, and you know, I've been trying to keep a keen eye on it. But it's just genuinely, really, really incredible to see everything that's come to fruition for them. It just it just goes to show how much what may seem like a really small thing has such a such an impact. Like like the shirts. This is the first season that you've been able to get the women's home shirts, and again, not just in women's sizes and women's sort of shaping, but actually the women's sponsor on the front. And that makes such a huge difference for for fans, young, old, no matter their gender, who who want to support all women and and now can fully with the the exact replica of the team and the players that they support. Um, and particularly as well, Wolvesmen, as you said, they're coming under the umbrella of the academy this year. That supported them in so many different ways in terms of like transport. Like that might seem something so silly, but before you know they had to sort of organise their own transport. Now they've got the facilities from 
from the academy they can they've got more funding so that they can uh, they can stay overnight before a game if that's convenient they don't have to travel on the day every time things that are second nature and 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 are always the case for the first team and, and for the men's and the boys game and you know that's the first time the women have been able to sort of take advantage of that and the nutrition you know the food there's there's so many things that have come into play just this season and I think it's had a real impact on their performance they were already a very strong side playing in the in the division last year in the lower division but this year it's brought brought it into their own I don't think it's any coincidence that that's come at the same time that they've come under the academy so it's it's just been such a such a great great season and of course at the moment Unfortunately, the women's team are now without Dan McNamara, who's allowed a lot of it to happen and and, and sort of been with them been on that journey with them throughout this um, throughout this season. And unfortunately, yeah, he's been a called away on an out of area mission with the RAF, who of course is his his full time job and, and another sort of side to, to what he does. Um, so he is going to miss out now on, on that cup final game and on the uh, promotion playoff. Um, but I think particularly speaking to Anna Price it seems like that is actually going to be a major driver for them now in these next few weeks they're going to do it for Dan they're going to do it for him watching however he can overseas you know he's going to try and tune in and they're going to they're going to do it for them they're going to he's going to go out there and they're going to try and and achieve it as they would if he was there on on the sidelines so yeah we'll have to see how it goes it's going to be a very exciting very nerve-wracking couple of weeks um, starting with that cup final yeah, it's it's remarkable. I mean, look, they've put in place a structure, haven't they, to mm. to make to get everything in place so they don't necessarily need him to be there. I think that what the saddest thing about all of this is that you know, having won the title, having actually been able to lift silverware because they got advanced, didn't they? They got mm. moved up in this term where yeah. it wasn't classed as promotion, it wasn't classed as winning a title that they would have won yeah. the division below them in the two years previously were it not for COVID. So they finally get their hands on silverware, they finally get the chance to be promoted and yet it now goes down to this game where there's only one place to go into the championship and two champions have to fight it out. Now that mm. sounds great, so the neutral and for the those watching, I, I can't imagine it's great yeah. for those involved because everything they've worked for, you might not actually get that true reward at the end of it. But like we said, fingers crossed, they're a really good team. They play a lovely style of football. It's really nice to watch and, and hopefully they can get themselves over the line in one big final push at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And just a reminder of those that ticket information for you once more. Um, so the first game we've got is the County Cup final at the Banksy Stadium, Wednesday the 11th of May, 7.30pm. Tickets are on sale via the Birmingham FA website. Unfortunately, none of these tickets are on um, the Wolves website as usual, so it will be slightly different. Again, we tweeted that link on the Wolves Women account. £5 for adults, £2 for concessions, or you can buy them on the night. And then that promotion playoff, you're going to join us in Stockport for that incredible, huge, huge game. Tickets were released on on Monday um, they're on the Stockport County website or again um, at FAWNL the National League uh, Twitter page they tweeted a link to it so um, I'm sure we'll also publicise it on our own channels in the, in the coming days so that you can get your hands on some tickets um, and it's quite possible I think there might be some subsidised travel coming as well for anyone that's making their way up to that game so keep an eye out for further announcements for that on the Walsham in Twitter page and uh, we would love to see you there at both of those very important games um, so now we've started with the good bit we'll end with the good bit as well but let's put some more disappointing news in the middle um, Burnley away on Sunday Mikey it was... It was it was a disappointing result. Um, where do you think that it it went wrong for for Bruno Large and, and his team? 
Uh, that's a that's a very good question, Jem, and I imagine it's one that they have pondered deeply mm. in the hours and days since then. And Bruno made a comment after the game, which I think kind of sums it up. Where we've seen this before, yeah. and we've seen it maybe a couple too many times. And and I've been, as you know, I I sit there and I do hours and hours of stats work, looking up completely random things <laughs> that never normally come to fruition, and. There, there is a, a an element of the last couple of seasons, actually, whereby Wolves have really struggled against teams who've allowed them to dominate possession. It's a real strange, strange stat in that when we have more than 60% of the ball, more often than not, we lose a game, which sounds mm. crazy. But you're coming up against a team that are being really well drilled and disciplined and organised and, and stopping us from getting into certain areas. So... You know, once again, we saw it. Wolves had plenty of the ball. They got themselves mm-hmm. into good positions. They failed to capitalise on it. And it was really frustrating. And I think there was a lot of outpouring from supporters across social media after the game. And some of it because of the situation that we find ourselves in, in that we, we feel like we are on the cusp of getting into those European qualification places. And every time we feel like we're there, something happens, a result goes against us. And we don't quite get where we need to be. And especially because the other teams have been slipping up as well. And it feels like missed opportunities. But I think at the moment, what we have to almost recognise, I think, is that the situation we found ourselves in is that we had a a team that finished in seventh place for two years in a row. And then they had a, a disappointing year with lots of mitigating circumstances towards it. And we're kind of still got the elements of that team, but we're at the st- beginning of a rebuild. And we are trying to go through a, a, an evolution rather than a revolution. It's not going to be mm. click your fingers, one transfer window, it's done, we have Bruno's team and we play a completely different style. The circumstances dictate that you have to allow it to progress. And that means that there will be times when you look at it and you go, wow, this is great, this is exactly what we want. Other times where you go, this is, feels a bit too familiar from what we've seen in previous seasons. And that's what Sunday turned out to be in the end. I was frustrated. Tomo was frustrated on commentary. Everybody was frustrated yeah. because we know what this team can produce. They do need to score more goals. There's no getting away from that. That's how you win those football matches. As soon as Burnley took the lead, we knew we were in trouble. Yeah. And But the, the point I guess I'm making, Jem, is that I'm not saying anything that they don't already know in that dressing room, mm. that the management team don't already know. They they are the ones who are working on it. They are the ones who've got to change it. We shouldn't be too disappointed or too dejected or too negative because we're still in a great position. We're still having a good season. We just know that we have a real difficult run in now uh, and but we can still get to the target we want. It's just going to take players stepping up and putting in performances that'll take us to where we want us to be. Yeah, I mean, I've got the Premier League table up in front of me. You know, on on paper, you know, it's still very tangible that we could find ourselves in a, in a, in a brilliant position by the, by the end of the season. I mean, we're in eighth on 49 points. West Ham are just three points above us and we've got a game, on, game in hand against them. Man United on, on 54, just two points above of that in sixth. It's, it's very, very tight and congested. And of course, Spurs and Arsenal still battling it out for that fourth spot. But the other results have gone in our favour. Other teams in, in the same positions as us are also are slipping up, you know, and, and, and dropping points where perhaps they thought they would they would pick up 
points. So we've definitely got a difficult run of fixtures on the horizon, not some easy teams to come up against and teams that are still also got plenty to fight for. And it might even come down to that final day away at Liverpool, Liverpool fighting for the league title and us potentially fighting for a European place. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. But yeah, as you say, this is nothing that Bruno and the first team aren't aware of themselves. Um, and they're going to be doing everything they can to prepare now for Brighton this Saturday at home. Um, looking at the table and then looking at the fixtures that come after Brighton, Mikey, is it a must win for us now to, to realistically sort of stay in in this race for, for Europe? It feels like it. Uh, Michael Kitely was a guest on Matchday Live Extra and he certainly thought so after the game and I think most people listening to this would agree that given the fact that we've got to play some you know the, the top three in the four remaining games after that but one point I would make is that we have had a good track record against the teams above us against the mm-hmm. traditional big six over the last couple of seasons and the one thing that I would say about this current group of players is that whilst they can be incredibly frustrating at times and they can disappoint you when you expect them to go and do something and it's that word expect the expectation raises to a level like you would not believe when you're around this football club and it's it's part of the element of we kind of forget that it's because of these players it's because of the way they've played the expectation levels have risen And therefore, it goes without saying then that they are more than capable of Mm. beating Liverpool. They are more than capable of beating Manchester City. They are more than capable of beating Chelsea. And they're definitely more than capable of beating Brighton because they've already done it this season. So let's not be too downhearted. The The very fact that we are talking about ourselves in a European potential qualification race is remarkable given what we are competing with and the fact that we had a new manager or head coach whichever you prefer and you know new players we I say we are adapting we are changing we are trying to take things forwards and i just want the biggest point i want to get across to people jem and I, I i think you probably agree on this is that you have to kind of there is a realism that sometimes has to come into it and look at the situation that we find ourselves in we just at the start of this season nobody expected us to be where we are after three games of the season nobody expected us Mm. to be where we are yes it's frustrating yes it's disappointing we lost a game against a team who are scrambling but the key thing is as you know any too well because I know you've got people who are really close to the situation at Burnley they are fighting for everything the Premier League is an incredibly hard league you've got teams like Everton who've spent an inordinate amount of money in the last couple of years and are now fighting for their lives mm. just to stay in the division. Wolves are not. Wolves are looking one way, and that is up. And that's what we should focus on, in my view. Yeah, absolutely. It's looking at the Premier League as a whole, and you're sort of taking our situation sort of out of it. Like we're in a situation this season, which you don't often, you know, normally at this sort of point in the season, perhaps you know, in the last few years at least, the the title seems pretty secured on on one team. You know, Man City most recently. Yeah, the opposite end of the table there's normally a couple of teams that are pretty set on relegation um, but we're finding ourselves that everything is still so so tight you know the the title I think will go down to the final day I really think it will relegation I think will go down to the final day unfortunately I think Norwich and Brighton I think it's a little bit too late in the season but I think between Everton and Burnley 
it's all still to play for I think it's going to yo-yo in these next few games and, and we won't know what happens until that final day so there's lots lots going on lots of teams that are still here and has got so much to fight for you know facing Burnley last weekend for them that was that's a must win every game that they play for the next few for the final games of the season they're all going to be must wins and as you said yeah unfortunately my um, my partner and my partner's family are all massive Burnley fans so that was a really difficult afternoon on Sunday <laughs> having to deal with that afterwards but my final word to, to them and the family was that I hope they stay up as a result of that I hope that we didn't didn't lose in vain I hope that that, that goes on to, to get them to stay up so that at least I can have some peace at home <laughs> but it, go, it goes to show doesn't it that there is no given right to be in the Premier League Oh, yeah, absolutely. There is no given right to be certainly in the top 10. You have to go out there and earn it. And those players, the the management, coaching staff, everybody around the football club, and we mentioned this with the women, it's the same with the men's side. Everybody works towards that one common goal, no matter whether you are in catering, in commercial, in marketing, in media, (laughs) in, in ticketing, in the club shop. Everybody is working towards one common goal. And that is to make the best football team that we can possibly see on the field. And therefore, we are honest enough to say we do need to be better in front of goal. We do need to score more goals. We do need to get better in certain situations. When we have too more of the ball than the opposition, we do need to use it better. That's all incredibly honest things that we will all hold our hands up to say. But we have come an awful long way. Oh, we have. Incredibly long way. And there are teams that would snap our hands off to be in our situation. So let's go for it. Let's take on Brighton. Let's get that result. And then we can all feel confident again. And why not? Who says we can't go and beat those big teams? It would cause it would send incredible shockwaves through the Premier League title race if Wolves are the team to go and make everybody else stumble. Why not? Why can't we be that team? Absolutely. Well, yeah, next up then, Brighton on Saturday. So it's all still to play for an exciting afternoon at Molyneux. And also, just quickly, we're celebrating One Pack Week this week. So that's going to be our dedicated One Pack Week fixture. So there's going to be so much going on pre-match, half-time, loads going on uh, throughout the day. The players are going to be wearing their dedicated One Pack Week shirts. So if it wasn't a special enough occasion anyway, there's even more to be excited about. So hopefully we'll see you all at Molyneux on Saturday afternoon. Um more talking of Molyneux, Mikey. Lots has been going on at Molyneux. It's not just been the first team playing there, has it? Um, on Monday night, the under twenty threes were there for for their latest league game. How did they get on? Yeah, uh, quick shout out to Wayne and the ground staff, by the way, because they <laughs> yeah. uh, kept that surface incredibly <laughs> they <have been> well. Busy, <laughs> yeah, given all the games and everything that's been played on it. Yeah, James Collins under twenty three side. They've been on an incredible run of form, Jim. They really have, and they've. They've turned things round from from what was a tricky start to the campaign. They got some experienced players back in January and they've really just kicked on and they've kept winning and winning and they ended up coming back from 2-0 down to draw 2-2 with Stoke on Monday night. But it's a result which guarantees them second place in Premier League 2 Division 2, which is important on a number of levels. Uh, Firstly, they are guaranteed a playoff place. They already knew that going into the game. But with one game of the regular season left to play, they are guaranteed a home playoff game and they would be at home in the final were they to get through. So they're playing against Norwich on Friday night away at Carrow Road. It'll be live on Wolves TV as usual. And there may well be some changes as they try and rest players because they've got a Premier League Cup semi-final to come in the the next week or so as well. but there are some players who are 
doing remarkably well. Chem Campbell got his Premier League opportunity at Newcastle, albeit a short cameo, but it's deserved. He got another goal. Bit of fortune about it. People might have seen it on the social media channels where it was a cross that evaded everybody and found its way into the far corner. But 13 goals for him this season is a great turnaround for him. Uh, Luke Cundall has been involved. He's up there with Lee Harkin as the second top goal scorer for the season. and He's obviously getting more first-team opportunities now. Um, there's a player called Joe Hodge that I've not mentioned really on these Wolves weeklies that's worth having a look out for. We've done an interview with him after that game. You'll see across wolves.co.uk and the social media channels that he came from Manchester City last summer and he was injured and he's had to wait an awful long time to get himself back to full fitness. Monday night was the first time he's played a full 90 minutes in about 18 months. He scored the first goal to get the team back into it. He looks a real find. He, Harvey Griffiths, Taylor Perry, who came back injured from his loan spell and has got himself fit. There are some real talented, talented Mm. young boys in that team. And honestly, the crowd made such a difference at Molyneux it really roared them on on that comeback. And if people can get down there, and I know we keep putting it out there, go and support the women, <laughs> We've tried go and support the men. We've to in this, in this podcast. Yeah, today. go and support the under-23s. <laughs> but genuinely, it's the entertainment value is right up there with James Collins' side. And they've say the Premier League Cup semi-final, which is at Molyneux as well, by the way. Yep. So you can go and see that. Then there'll be the, the Premier League 2 Division 2 playoff semi-final and potentially, fingers crossed, Premier League 2 Division 2 playoff final wow Wow. add that to all the women's games and still the potential we might get into Europe with the men's team plus the under 18s got to the FA Youth Cup semi-final a couple of weeks ago we kind of that's just been and gone there's all this stuff that's going on it's going to be a very busy month of May Oh, it really is. There's so much, so much still to come before the end of the season. I mean, we're we're in the last week of April now. It's only a couple of weeks left of, of all of the seasons, but there's still so much going on. And yeah, the under-23s, of course, that's next, uh, is it Wednesday, the 4th of May? No, I don't know what day of the week it is, but I know it's the 4th yeah. of May um, at Modern News. So make sure you get tickets for that as well. Um, I mean, yeah, when was the last time we reached a, a, a cup final with the Wolves team if they were to, to get through the under-23s? Yeah, they well, they got to the semi-final of the playoffs last year and mm-hmm. went to Crystal Palace. And it was a remarkable game, actually, because they went 2-0 down in that game and fought their way back into it and ended up losing in um, in extra time. And uh, I, I was chatting to some of the lads who do our video coverage of the under-23s and under-18s last night as we were kind of just packing away from having done the interviews at Molyneux Gem. And, and I'm going to say something to you here. And uh, I'm interested in your reaction because you are a lot younger than I am, right? So uh, I made a reference which they did not get. And there will be fans who listen to this who will know exactly what I mean when I say this. And so I'm interested to see your reaction to it. Oh, I'm really nervous. So in that playoff semi-final at Crystal Palace last year, uh, Chem Campbell had a Gaza at Euro 96 moment. I... I'm fairly sure I know what that is. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the dentist chair. I mean, it would be remarkable if he'd done the dentist chair <laughs> celebration at Sellers Park. That's not what I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mr. Goal from very close range? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so nervous saying that. <laughs> okay, when, cool. When the ball flashes across the six-yard box and he throws his body at it and he just misses it. Yeah, okay. It would have been a tap-in, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
I'm yeah. sweating then. See, I said Thank that God. to the guys. <laughs> I, I said that to the guys, and oh. bear in mind, like I think they're like nineteen, twenty. Like the one, the one guy turned around to me and went, "Oh yeah, I think I've seen it on the internet." On the internet. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> to be fair, Mikey, I'll be honest with you. I was one one years old. One years, one year old when that when that happened. So I've also watched I'm it on done. the internet. But I am I at least knew what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> See, there will be so many who don't know these great footballing moments. I mean, I wanted to talk, ask you about um the open training because I imagine there was a lot of youngsters there who genuinely would have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we, again, it, the uh, open training was amazing. Again, there was over 2,000 fans there for that as well. And uh, bear in mind, the last open training we had was back in, in October for Halloween. Um, even though we could have people in at that point, it was very restricted. You couldn't have selfies, you couldn't do autographs. The players were still in a very tight COVID bubble at the time, so they had to stay separate. And unfortunately, that's kind of like the best part of those days for a lot of the young fans that are coming, who particularly the very, very young ones, we're talking like under fours, who come along and um, probably aren't very interested in the training. <laughs> they just sort of enjoy the, the games beforehand and then meeting the players afterwards. And then, um, so for them, I think in October, that would have been a real, a real shame they had to miss out. But yeah, this time around, it was the full work. They got to come onto the pitch. They got to play lots of games. Uh, there was an Easter bonnet competition, which oh. I have to say, when I looked at the schedule for the open training, was not really one of my highlights, but was one of my highlights afterwards. It was incredible. The amount of detail these kids put into the Easter bonnets blew me away. There was like a, a Conocody sort of like shrine on a hat on one of them. I think that's what, maybe the boy that won. Um, but it was it was it was really special, of course, having the, the most important part with the players coming out for open training and all the fans being able to interact with them, having them shouting their names throughout the training session and then at the end of the game like the players spent so much time with the fans going around seeing as many people as they possibly could getting photos selfies you know and signing stuff it was it was really special for everyone that came along so yeah it was a a real easter fun day um but yeah really special one for all the young fans there so really really pleased that um we got to make that happen with with slightly less COVID restrictions than last time so yeah there's been loads going on honestly it's been a compl- very very busy month and we've actually sort of struggled to find time to do these recordings but <laughs> we've got a bumper <laughs> one here now going through all of it so um and still so much more to come so i'm sure we have a few more bumper episodes as we go into may now as well um but yes me and mikey will see you at more than you on saturday for wolves v brighton um and then we'll be back next week to discuss everything Wolves women under 23s and the first team after hopefully a win at home on Saturday afternoon. If you have any questions, as usual, then tweet us at Jen Frith and at Mikey Burrows on Twitter and we will try and get them answered for you next week. Until then, see you later. Bye. Bye.